voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Let our rejoicing rise High as the listening skies that's all I can give y'all. I didn't drink my green tea this morning. So, you know, you got to forgive his <laughs> his vocals. Um, but don't count me out of American Idol season 36. Your boy may be doing it. Anywho, welcome back to yet another chapter of A Black Boy and His Black Coffee, a conversation meant to curate the Black experience. And as y'all know, we are here to cultivate all things Black now. Don't mean to be too Kanye West about a situation. I'm sure y'all missed me. Not I'm sure. I know y'all missed me. But most importantly, I missed y'all. Seriously. So with this being said, let's just get straight into the shit. Um, I do want to begin this chapter by echoing the words of a prominent figure in the Holocaust. And um, this prominent figure, his name was Martin Niemöller. You guys at this point are probably like, why is this boy reciting anything from the Holocaust? What does Martin Niemöller have to do with the price of tea in China? I will explain everything. Bear with me. Let me say the quote first. So here we go. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out, because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out, because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out, because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. End quote. Now, again, these words come from Martin Niemöller. And forgive me, y'all, if I'm mispronouncing his name. Your boy's doing the best that he can. Um, but I think that this quote is important for a myriad of different reasons. I uh, This quote, I think it bears so much weight and so much significance. But I feel like, honestly, there's two main um, kind of flags that it reinforces for me. So the first one is the notion that if you do not stand for something, you will fall for anything, okay? I'm gonna say that one more time for those of you that, you know, got the volume a little low and you still doing your hair, you still may be driving, but you may be listening to something else. Turn the volume up, let's raise it a little bit, you know what I mean? You can turn it back down in about 30 minutes. But if you do not stand for something, you will fall for anything. Remember that. Secondly, there's been numerous, and when I say numerous, I mean numerous attacks on um, all groups of marginalized people since y'all's president has come into office. But it just seems like as the weeks literally progress, so do the attacks. And how, (laughs) how in God's year of 2019 this is happening non-stop in almost this cyclical fashion that like we every time we make it out of like some uh I don't know some foul shit some ignorant comment some bigoted misogynist racist xenophobic um homophobic whatever the list is you know what I'm saying whenever we make it over that hump then it's like everything's peaches and cream for about 2.5 seconds. And then y'all's administration does another thing. And then it's something else. And it's just, it's so routine 
It's sickening. It really, really is. I don't understand. But we're going to reserve all of that debauchery for a segment titled A Pump of Politics. But like I said, that's going to come later. I just felt like this quote was very, very important. And uh, your boy is going to do his best to bring it back around. You understand? So y'all know the drill. It's about that time. I went ahead and put my K-cup in the Keurig machine um, so we can get that working. Let us grab our mugs, ladies and gentlemen. Let us pour ourselves a cup of coffee so that we can sip and talk. Okay, so uh, first up, entertainment. I know <laughs> the sad thing is if I say Kiki Palmer, at this point, y'all are like, oh, I know who Kiki is. I know who Kiki is. But like, you can't put a face to it. Well, she is uh, the young black queen who played in Aquila and the Bee. Um, was that a Disney Channel movie, Aquila and the Bee? I don't think so. I think that was like a real life movie. Not a real life. Y'all know what I mean. Like a um, Lionsgate production movie. Anyways, uh, so she played in Aquila and the Bee. Kiki Palmer also played as Corbin Blue's better half in the Disney film Jump In. But regardless, let's set aside her past catalog and focus on the most current job that she just booked because Miss Kiki Palmer is tacking taking over <laughs> daytime talk. It was just announced that she will be sitting uh, and spilling all of the tea with Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes on uh, ABC's Strahan and Sarah. So this is just super, super, super exciting for so, so, so many reasons. Um, most importantly, I love the fact that Kiki Palmer is forever keeping it all the way 100. Um, in fact, sometimes mama keeps it a buck 25 when all y'all are asking for 75 cents. I'll, <laughs> for real, for real. Um, but yeah, she's very vocal when it comes to um, women's rights, women's independence, feminism. She's very vocal when it comes to civil rights and just Black empowerment. Um, very vocal when it comes to, honestly, a lot of the things that millennials and that the uh, the youngins, you know what I mean, that are fighting for today, she has been a voice um, that has acted almost like a vessel and carried a lot of things up to the forefront. So the fact that they've added her on this daytime talk show, ABC, a voice this uh, progressive, for me, is amazing. I'm all the way here for it. And I love that she's just unapologetically Kiki Palmer no matter what. I think a young uh, a young Black cosmopolitan perspective is always needed. Always needed. But somehow, some way, it always goes overlooked. You know what I mean? Like, how many times are we sitting here watching television and we're like, ooh, this will be great. You know what I mean? The panel, the lineup is amazing, but they're missing something. They're talking about the urban community. They're talking about... Um, I don't, you know, they're talking about all these specific niches in our culture, yet they don't have a voice from that niche ever on the panel. So I feel like with them adding Kiki Palmer, that's um, almost fulfilling a niche that she can reinforce and be a voice for. And like I said, just really like hashtag do the damn thing. Um... Love the fact that they just put this fresh, young, cultural voice. I, to my knowledge, 
Kiki Palmer was filling in for one of the other co-hosts. You guys probably don't know the other co-host. Her name is Sarah Haynes. She was on The View. She got pregnant, stepped off for a moment. Kiki filled in. So it was just Kiki and Michael. Honestly, they slayed. So, so good. Like I said, Mamas is everything. Spunky, funky. Why do I say spunky? I'm really talking like I'm somebody's black auntie. Um, But she did it. She really, really did it. And she did it so well that... In my head, I feel like, honestly, they don't even need to bring back the other co-hosts because Kiki and Michael could honestly carry the show without ever missing a single beat. However, they are going to keep the other co-hosts, so it went from two to now three. So, I mean, I love it. You know what I mean? Uh, the more, what, do they, what do they say? The more, the merrier. Three's a company. Three amigos. They're going to do the damn thing. I'm just happy, though, to see Black Girl Magic, more Black Girl Magic, um, all up and down daytime talk. So, congrats to you, Miss Kiki. Um, moving right along, though, I need everyone to pull off their Sunday best because Miss Onika Tanya Mirage, also known as Nicki Minaj, has officially secured her wedding license and is in the process of changing her last name to match that of her partner. So, she will be marrying her longtime associate and childhood friend. Kenneth Petty, um, from my understanding, they've known each other since youth. Um, I believe he doesn't even call Nikki Nikki. He calls her Onika, which I love for because if y'all don't know, um, remember it. Your boy over here is a fan of government names. Like I'm all for a good government name. So the fact that he's still like, um, no, I'm not calling you Nikki. You are Onika. Tanya Mirage, I'm living for. And shows, you know, how real their love is. He's held her down. Uh, To be honest, I know that his past is a little bit colored, if we want to be nice. Um, However, we got to allow opportunity. We have to allow growth. He seems like a gentleman that has absolutely grown from where he's um, been. He's taken that and really tried to, you know, uh, make an impact and and do better. So I appreciate the fact that Miss Onika is um, very loyal when it comes to the people that she knows. I appreciate that she is giving this dude an opportunity. She sees love. I feel like that's the only I feel like Nikki is always clean. Don't get me wrong. Nikki is queen. You know what I mean? But I feel like um, there was always that one thing that was just like, boo, why are you like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I feel like it was almost coming from a void of like having someone not saying you need a man or a woman. You know what I mean? To be fulfilled. It's 2019. You absolutely don't. But I Nikki is the type of um, queen that strikes me as wanting, you know, a ride or die right by her side that she can rule all the castles with. And she finally has that. I'm super, super happy for her. Um, Don't let it mess up your music, boo. I know you're going to keep killing it. We need another album. Um, Although, did she just get... No, she didn't give us an album. She gave us that latest track with Trina called Babs, um, which I like. At first, I didn't like, but I kept bopping to it a little bit more. And I was like, okay, Trina, which is like the original Diamond Princess teaming up with modern day Nikki. You know, two bad bitches on a track. They're doing the damn thing. So I like it. I feel like the video, though, should have been paying homage to, like, Baps. 
the movie with Holly Berry, because that, that right there would have been a whole last moment. Um, so yes, moving right along though, uh, let's grab our passports and head on over to Sweden so that we can help ASAP get back to the United States. Even though with the shit that's going on here, I don't even know why the fuck you would want to come back. But that's another story. Um, congrats though. I believe, call me crazy, I don't want to speak prematurely, but to my knowledge, he has just been released um, out of the Swedish jail pending his trial. Hallelujah. Now, like I said, ASAP is not scotch-free in this. He's still awaiting the, uh, the verdict from his trial, but the trial at least has commenced. They're done with that, and he is now allowed to come back to the United States, which is, I think, what everyone wanted from Jump Street. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, it's no secret, ASAP Rocky was involved in an altercation and then was uh, confined to a Swedish prison for the past, I don't know, has it been three, four weeks? It's been a moment, however long it was. Um, but, you know, everyone was sitting back like, why is he being confined to this prison when he was not the aggressor um, he was not the one who provoked the situation. He was simply acting in self-defense, and the actual aggressors in this um, altercation were never confined to a jail cell. So it just felt like it was very biased. It felt wrong. It, fe- it felt nasty. That's the only way I can put it. Um, so everyone was saying, if y'all want to do a trial and handle things the right way, do that. That is absolutely fine. No one's disputing that. Because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Over here in the United States of anxiety, um, I do understand that people, you know, look at us like, your president is pardoning convicts. He's evading criminal investigations. He's concealing civil obscurities. Over here in Sweden, we're going to do things right and do it. That's fine. However, does this boy need to be held in prison in inhumane conditions up until a verdict is reached. No, I don't think that's fair. Um, But like I said, ASAP has officially been released. Thank God for Jesus for letting him out. And we're just super, 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 super happy. Hopefully all things go well. ASAP, also let this be a learning lesson for your ass to not prematurely speak um, and be ignorant in your comments. Because let's not forget, it wasn't too long when the Black Lives Matter movement was kind of just like erecting itself and really had a whole lot of steam, ASAP said, and I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, I forgot exactly what he said, but essentially it was something to the fact of, um, you can't expect me to jump on uh, every single injustice that happens to someone in our community. That's not feasible. That's not realistic. Um, and essentially, that's not my job. That's not my duty to stand behind any injustice every time it happens in the community. So let it be a learning lesson to your ass that when this happened to you, all your brothers and sisters stood behind you and said, his ass needs to be out. You know what I mean? This was wrong. Um, There was mad eyes on on you. There was mad pressure put on Sweden and everything. So we stand behind you. You stand behind us. That's how this system operates. And I feel like going forward, he will probably be very um, conscious and aware of this. You understand? Boom. ASAP, come on back home. 
keep making music, and we're going to do what we do. Okay, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What's on the next page, ladies and gentlemen? Woo, let's talk about this. At uh, the age of 27, ooh, am I, like, making myself younger than I am? How old am I? 27, 28. Um, I have yet to top any chart, let alone a Billboard chart. However, Miss Blue Ivy Carter has done it at the age of seven. Hashtag Black Girl Magic. One more again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Miss Blue Ivy Carter landed her first Billboard song with Brown Skin Girl from the album The Gift, which in my opinion was the best thing that came out of the Lion King um, movie was that album. Like, serioso. So, uh, mm, 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 how do I say this? <laughs> I feel like being, okay. Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Blue Ivy is a descendant from a queen. Okay? So this affords her uh, the privilege to sit on Billboard charts when other people can't necessarily do that. However, Brown Skin Girl, like, high key is one of my favorite tracks on the song. And let me tell you why I love this song. For this simple fact. Like, all the literary references <laughs> in the song, I'm all the way here for it. Like, Yonsei did the damn thing, and I just love her for it. What does she say? Hold up. I'm going to look up the lyrics real quick. Hold up. Okay. Uh, so, she says, Pose like a trophy when Naomi's walking. She need an Oscar for that pretty dark skin. Pretty like Lupita when the camera's closing. Drip broke the levee when the Kelly's rolling. Hey, like, how did you just name four queens in each stanza? Like, boom, boom, boom. I'm sorry. I got so excited. My phone just dropped. But yes, like I said, um, brown skin girl is an absolute mood. Y'all know I don't really do social media like that, but you know, every time I go on my little, uh, like my closet account, I be stalking and I be looking at, I see all the little brown school girls and they have all these cute little videos. And, and here's the thing that I love, and it's so universal. I see African-American girls in the United States of anxiety. I see black girls in Africa. I see British black girls in uh, over there across the pond. It's just it's not limited to um, a geographic area or a region or anything like that. Like that song is so it transcends uh, everything, <laughs> everything. It the music transcends whatever you are confined to, and it speaks to your soul for all of these brown skin girls. So, like I said, I'm just so, so, so happy that um, Blue Ivy is sitting pretty. I think she's sitting pretty at number two on the Billboard charts. So do not count her out yet. And don't count out those twins either, because in a moment, they're going to be on a track. And um, I'm sure DJ Khaled going to be mad that the twins is in position one and he's in position three. But that's a whole nother topic. Okay, uh, so what do we have up next? You know, I'm just going to do one more in entertainment, and then we're going to uh, shift gears a little bit. The last thing I want to discuss is Euphoria, though, which is a, a new series on HBO. For those of you that have not got into it, I need you to do it now. Now. We're coming up on the weekend. You have an opportunity 
I know y'all will binge any other show, so I need you to get into Euphoria because here's what I'm going to do. On the next chapter of A Black Boy and His Black Coffee, <laughs> shameless plug, um, I'm going to do a, almost like a, a, what do the children call it? Like a recap? Yeah, I'm going to do like a recap for Euphoria, and I want to just go through episode by episode just because this is such a great show. Like, it's so underrated in the fact that, like, you have Zendaya, whose ass deserves all the awards for this. She, and and and, and it may be almost to my um, to my fault because I imagine we all imagine Zendaya as one role, you know, or not one role. I'm sorry, but one genre. You understand? Like she plays. Uh, we we know her as the Disney Channel girl, and she's to my knowledge, hasn't really done any role um, in, like, a dramatic sense, you know? So the fact that she's doing this role and it's pushing her so much outside of her comfort zone and outside of what we perceive her to be is, like, crazy. Because she delivers every single episode. I'm just like, give her the awards! And the Emmy goes to... Zendaya, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> I need y'all to binge watch it. I need y'all to get all the way into it because I want to do a recap for it because I'm that much into the show. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything now for you. So I'm giving y'all an opportunity to catch up, do that so that we can get all the way into it on the next chapter. The season finale, though, is going to be on HBO this Sunday. Um, and I wish <laughs> I wish your boy was, you know, um, solidified out here and legitimate out here in these streets where I could be like, so I have a sponsor code for you. You know, if you do a black boy and his black coffee 001, type that in HBO. It'll give you 30 days free trial. Don't try that code. No, it won't work. Your boy does not have that yet. However, I'm sure HBO is listening and I'm sure you know what I mean. Like in a couple months, he's going to start having sponsor codes out here and we're just going to get it popping. We're going to get it popping. Okay, uh, so enough with entertainment, though. Let's shelve that up and we are going to shift into our segment entitled An Extra Pump of Politics. Now, oh. This it just changes my whole mood every time I have to speak about this man. Okay, the racist in chief uh, recently fell subject to his addiction, and he hopped his orange ass back on Twitter to exploit all of his vices, like he knows how to do best. Now, the racist rant he uh, intently went after was Congressman Elijah Cummings, who runs the seventh district in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I don't even, like, I, okay, so on one end, I'll be honest with y'all, I want to regurgitate the vomit that comes from number 45's Twitter feed, but at the same end, I don't, because I don't even want to provide a platform for him where I'm sitting here echoing any words that come out of his non-lipped mouth, like, that's ridiculous to me. And why am I going to echo the sentiments of pure caucasity? That makes no sense either. 
so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to paraphrase. I just made a split decision. I am not going to um, read his Twitter, but here's what I will say. Your president of the United States of Anxiety went after a congressman, like I said, in the 7th District of Maryland, which would be Baltimore. He called this city by vile names. He said that the city was rodent infested. He said that there was rats running all around the place. Essentially, just really uh, degraded a city that ultimately he resides over and um, just shit on the city. That's it. That, that's what I'm going to say. The president of the United States of anxiety shit on a city that he has never once visited as, uh, as the president-elect. He's never once pushed any reform for this city. He's never had any goddamn concern for this city. Yet he wants to shit on it just to prove a point because he's mad that the uh, congressman of this district is opening up an investigation and got approval for subpoenas on his trifling little daughter, Ivanka, and her little puppet husband. Uh, what's his name? Jared Kushner. That's the real situation. You understand? And Representative Cummings opening up this uh, this investigation and getting the subpoena approved will really just um, compromise your president's daughter and her husband and put them in a jeopardizing situation. So the president felt like, well, I'm going to come after you and I'm going to come after all the constituents of this city uh, to to really just make fun of. Because it makes him feel better. Because that's what a bully does. It's, oh my God, they're doing something to me. So I'm just going to, you know, do something back. That's that's all it was. <sighs> oh my God. It just, it makes me so mad because, <laughs> like I said, the president of the United States of America is shitting on a city knowing good damn or well that there are so many things behind um, communities, especially, you know, communities of color, our communities, where we just didn't decide to go inhabit a city and then it just fell to shit. There were systematic things in place to ensure that cities did not thrive to ensure that cities do, were not provided things that other cities were in order to thrive, not only live, but thrive and survive. And so it just, it really is beyond me. It is so beyond me what the racist in chief continues to do without any remorse and all the Klansmen that stand behind him and just say, it is okay. It is okay. Furthermore, though, I forgot to even mention, so he's talking shit on the city of Baltimore, right? Yet, uh, completely, I don't know if he's oblivious to the fucking fact or what, but his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, has several rental units in the city of Baltimore um, that appear to be good enough for him because he's making mad profits off of all of these units in this rodent-infested city that then goes to their family so they can sit pretty. What logic does this make? What logic does this make? So, I need y'all to do this. Hear me. 
Hear me when I say this. I need you to put down the goddamn NyQuil and wake the fuck up. The racist in chief who sits at the head of the United States of anxiety has called Mexicans rapists. He's called them murders. He is hosting concentration camps on the southern border for immigrants whose skin isn't fair enough for him to wipe up like the previous two. He has denied rental properties to African Americans. He's called for the execution of five black and brown children who were innocent of a crime they never committed. He denied the citizenship of our president, Barack Hussein Obama. He attacked a group of minority women. And now he is on to Congressman Cummings and the city of Baltimore, which is another city of color. Y'all, if it has four legs, barks but does not talk, and lifts up its leg when it has to go pissed, then it is a dog. We have to call a spade a spade. So if your president talks like a racist, acts like a racist, and condones racist behavior, then spoiler alert, the bitch is racist. In the words of John Legend, Donald Trump is an evil fucking canker score on America's whole landscape, and we need to get him out of office. <sighs> That's it. Because I did not take my blood, blood pressure medication. And y'all are not about to have me pass out because I got hypertension. And this man in the office gets to, uh, you know, sit up, continue, and to live life. We're not going to do that. Y'all, 2020 is coming up. I need you to vote. I need you to vote. Oh. <sighs> Okay, but that's it. A pump of politics is done because, like I said, I am heated. I need some water. I'm going to stop drinking this hot coffee for a moment and just give me a glass of water because I'm hot. Your boy's hot. Um, but let's, let's roll into music, which is super, super short this week. Um, I just really want to highlight. I want to give a platform, and I want to elevate Chance the Rapper because he has once again did the damn thing with his latest album entitled The Big Day. Uh, honestly, from track one all the way down to 22, everything is fire. Chance the Rapper honestly gives this black boy and his black coffee uh, what many artists struggle to do. And his entire catalog is so consistent every damn time. Like, Chance does not make a record that you cannot at least bop to. Now, I'm not saying is every record, um, I don't know, a Billboard number one? No. But could every record be on the charts? Absolutely. The consistency in Chance is something that these other artists struggle to even... First off, most of these artists can't spell consistency. Let's start there. Let alone give us consistency. Okay, Chance is a whole ass mood. He really, really is. And the fact that Homeboy is independent on top of that and producing content is crazy. And like the collaborations that he scores is like, yo, how do you do it? Furthermore, Chance just gives me 50 shades of inspiration. Okay, like seriously, he has a way of evoking um optimism like in a way that is is melodic you know what i mean and furthermore i feel like ooh, 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 he just got a word okay furthermore i feel like chance camouflages hope into music in a way that like i do not see others doing and that's what he deserves the award for that's it right there this dude camouflages hope 
in all of his songs. And that I'm here for. And we know if we don't need nothing else in 2019, we need hope. Okay? That's it, though. Like I said, super short week in music. Um, chance. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I don't know if you've already dropped tour dates. Um, but I really need to secure my tickets now because I am not going to miss that big day. Now, um, as you guys know, as you know, as you know, sometimes the cup of coffee gets a bit too much. Sometimes we have to set aside the coffee like your boy just had to do. Get him some water. Um, if you folks don't want to do that, then we can just add some cream to the coffee, you know? So, we've come to our next segment entitled, Let's Add Some Cream to the Coffee. Now, due to the concerns surrounding the state of Hawaii, I only find it fitting that we reserve the cream this time and instead respectfully opt in for some Kahlua in the coffee. Okay, so, um... I don't know if any of you know, I'm sure many of you do though, but essentially construction has been approved for a 30 meter telescope on Mauna Kea. And for those of you uh, unknown or unfamiliar uh, with Mauna Kea, this location holds distinction for several reasons. Um, Mount Kea, it, it holds precious burial sites. It contains uh, numerous natural resources. Historically and culturally, I think it holds significance. But most importantly for the residents and uh, descendants of the islands, Mount Kea is considered and regarded as an origin of Hawaiian uh, cosmology. Which, in my mind... I feel like can be argued as the Hawaiian equivalent to almost like the Christian Garden of Eden, you know? And and stay with me for a moment, because you guys are probably at this point like, what does Mauna Kea in Hawaii have to do with the Garden of Eden? Here's what I mean by that. I'm not relating the two by like a religious significance. That's not where the comparison comes in. I'm relating the two, because it's, it, it's both, I'm sorry, they're both a place of origin. You understand? It's a place of origin. It's a meeting. It's a gathering place of Mother Earth. And for that one, and for that, I feel like one has to respect it. Um, so, like I said, this institution wants to build this 30-meter telescope on this significant site knowing the significance it has for residents of the island. And the sad thing is, land has already been granted to the institution and utilized, but the sad thing is, they want more and more and more. And here's the crazy part. Land has been granted to them more and more and more. But when does it stop? When does that cycle stop? So I feel like the inhabitants uh, of Hawaii and the islands, you know what I mean? They're probably looking like this. In their minds, I'm imagining. Now, granted, I am not of Polynesian descent. I don't come from the islands. I had the privilege of uh, staying there for a short amount of time um, during my collegiate years. But like I said, 
I'm not of that island descent. However, if I were to imagine, I feel like the uh, the people of Hawaii are just like, yo, we have given you colonizers an inch. We've given y'all five inches. We've given y'all nine inches. Yet you want a mile. You want to take everything. So I stand with Mauna Kea and I feel like you guys should as well. Because I just feel like as diverse as we all are, there's all something that we hold to us that's sacred, you know? And whether that sacred thing is a mountain or a hill, a river, an ocean, a pond, I don't give a damn what it is. If they're after their sacred sites one day, stay with me, then it could easily be your sacred site the next time. You understand? Let's bring back that quote. Let's bring it back to what we opened with. First, they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Don't let that be you. So, I suggest you go to civilbeat.com for more information on how you can effectively um, speak, whether that be through activism, protest, advocacy, or simply just being a vessel for information so that, the, so that your network and your community who you're tied to can at least be privy to, um, to what's happening in Hawaii. So... That's it, folks. Visit civilbeat.com for more information. Um, but last but certainly not least, folks, y'all know we have to, have to, have to give a three snaps for you, boo-boo. And this week, it goes to Miss Cheryl Willis, who is a news anchor for Spectrum News NY1. Now, Miss Cheryl um, is a prime example of what every mama taught them. Y'all are going to look at me, but I know you heard it. If you do not have anything nice to say, then do not say anything at all. And Mr. Willis, as a host of this news show, did exactly that. Now, essentially, her co-host was describing an event in which the president, um, uh, sorry, y'all's president, not mine, uh, made a surprise visit to a couple during their wedding cer- ceremony at his own country club, and the co-host was just going on and on about how elated the couple was and how joyful uh, all the guests were at the wedding and just how it was just such a treat for the president of the United States of Anxiety to visit them at his own country club. Oh, my gosh. How sweet. Aww. Aww. Anywho, um, the co-host then proceeded to ask Miss Cheryl Willis how amazing this visit was. And essentially, despite someone being a Democrat or Republican, an act like what happened there, anybody can be appreciative of. Wouldn't they? Now, she gave him that look like, boy, bye. Keep yourself. Keep yourself. 
Miss Cheryl Willis dismissed the question and rolled right into the next segment like she never heard anything. It is amazing. I'm not giving it justice. I'm going to post it um, on my social media so you guys can see. I just... <laughs> I cannot describe the talent that is in this video. And it's just... It's everything. It's a whole mood. So like I said, I'm going to post it on uh, my social media so you guys can look out for that. She's the queen. She ain't tolerating none of the foolishness. She's not falling for it. And y'all can be excited. Y'all can be elated if you want. But I am not because I know what the president is doing. And that little act right there showing up at his own country club to surprise a couple for their wedding. What is that supposed to do for me? What does that do? So, um, Miss Cheryl Willis, three snaps for you, boo, boo, yes. But, folks, that's all I got. You know what I mean? His cup is officially empty once again. We've done it. Thank you for letting me sip and talk. For all my listeners whose melanin may not be as abundant as mine, need not worry. Just grab yourself an extra shot of espresso and join us next time. And for those in the community, as always, Stay beautiful, blessed, and black.